All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. The Oilers are on the road looking for a second straight win. We have Crosby versus McDavid, and we have a brand new list of trade targets from Frank Saravalli. We're breaking it all down with the lead. Am I that predictable? I really am, eh? but oh. uh, but we need consistency. Yep. And that's it's great. So I just wanted to play with that. I was actually celebrating the lead. Ah, uh, welcome into Oilers Nation, every day. We are streaming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. SportsCloset.ca is where you can check out what they have in stock. And guess what? They have a lot in stock, like Nation Gear lids, like Reverse Retro Gear. SportsCloset.ca. Uh, all right. We're live. Nation Network YouTube. People are already fired up. We are Let's already go. getting close to 100 people Woo! in the chat. It is deadline. Day. It is deadline season. Deadline season. Kool-Aid season. Carlson season. And it's a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show. Oilers in Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins. 5 p.m. puck drop night. You have your takes floating around in the Nation Network YouTube chat. And our good friend, the Canadad, is in with the first comment. Says, what's the plan now that Ekholm probably isn't happening? Is there another D that's a good fit? Are we back in on Chikrin if his price drops at the deadline? I know you guys are going to have a ton of trade-related questions in the chat. As far as the Ekholm thing, yeah, a little disappointing yesterday to hear Frank Cervalli kind of say that it doesn't but, sound like Nashville's going to retain money on it. So... Uh... That's but the like, the, but the right offer has to be made. Anything is possible, to an extent. Sure, anything is possible. 
Yeah, I I was really into the idea of potentially giving up more to get Ekholm at maybe $2 million or a million and a half retained so it could work this year. But again, it just like it feels like one of those things that might be a little tough to pull off in the next eight days. Maybe the Oilers have to check down a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about all sorts of trade-related stuff coming up in the second part of today's Perfect. show. Keep me on the rails because I was going to go on a big chicken. Run. I know. I know you were. Um, but we'll chat about tonight's game a little bit first because it is a Sherwood Ford giant game day. Edmonton taking on a Pittsburgh team that quite honestly is kind of struggling a little bit right now. Take a look. They're four, five, and one in their last 10. They've lost three in a row, granted. They've had three days off now in a row, I believe. I don't think they've played since Sunday on the year as a whole. They've been largely average, worse than the Oilers in a lot of statistical categories. It's a matchup that's winnable if you're Edmonton, but this is a Pittsburgh team that's going to be playing very hungry. And part of what kind of makes me nervous about this matchup a little bit is the Oilers have been going up against teams that really don't have a lot of reason to be hungry or playing desperate. Philly, eh. Detroit, I guess, does because they're suddenly right back in the playoff race. But the Oilers have struggled against bottom feeders. And now today you're playing a team that for their final 26 games of the regular season is going to be fighting for their playoff lives. I haven't seen a level of desperation from the Oilers in a couple of weeks now, basically since they came back from the All-Star break. I'm nervous they won't be able to match the desperation and the energy of the Penguins tonight. Fair? Well... Also, Pittsburgh's on a losing streak, and we love ending streaks, right? So, like, things are not shaping up yeah. really nice. We're able to pull off a win uh, against Philly, I guess, gutsy in the third, but, like, really didn't deserve in the first and second to win that game, but yeah. figured it out. So, maybe we're trending in the right direction, but you're right. We have a hungry team that has been losing, so looking to get off the schneid. So, they've got a little bit more. You know, I guess not reason to win, but just there was some will to win. So they're not going to be easy. Yep. That's the thing, right? So we got to go into Pittsburgh and we can't do what we did in the first two periods against Philly, lesser competition, and much less against the Sid show. Uh, some interesting waiver news today. Maybe it's actually not that interesting, but Seattle put goaltender Chris Dreger on waivers. Uh, he's been sitting the entire season. He banged up his knee. I think it was like an ACL thing at the World Championships last year. Um, they have Martin Jones and Philip Grubauer. This is probably just a sign that Dreger is getting ready to play games. They want him down in the AHL. The only thing I could see in this that's potentially trade related is that they have him on the injured reserve right now, not long term IR. So maybe they want some cap flexibility by getting the extra 1.2 down there. But even that wouldn't make a ton of sense. You could just LTI arm if you wanted the cap flexibility. So probably nothing there for everyone wondering about that. Um, back to the task at hand, which is tonight's game. It is Crosby versus McDavid and a game that I'm, you know, I want to really enjoy these because Crosby's in year 18. They only play a max of twice a season in the regular season. Um, we might only get five, six more of these. Maybe it's true. But like at this, in the same breath, Crosby's like on pace to get like a hundred yeah. points or something this season. Like he's still year. performing and if yeah, he he's almost caught Ryan Nugent Hopkins in points. <sighs> how dare you? <laughs> I love the Nuge, but how dare I you? I know. I know. It's still funny. 
But yeah, Crosby's still having a great year. He probably is going to hit the 100-point mark. He slowed down a little bit in this middle stretch of the season, but you would imagine that Crosby's just going to pick up at some point and go on well, some Sydney-esque run. Well, and it's, it's you know, Sidney Crosby's still Sidney Crosby, and he's matching up against the greatest player in the world, and Sidney Crosby had that title. Yeah. So, like, those things, like, get the juices going in yep. a guy like that who's a gamer. Yeah, I shouldn't even really say he slowed down. That was probably yeah, unfair. He had his really long point. You. He had his really long point streak snapped, and then he kind of picked it right back up. Uh, he's got six points in his last five games coming into today, playing north of 20 minutes in a lot of these games. Like It's still vintage Sidney Crosby. Aaron, can we go back to that head-to-head there between Crosby and McDavid? Um, just taking a look. These are the last five seasons. McDavid has really outproduced Crosby in these head-to-heads, as you would kind of imagine. And Edmonton's actually won four of their last seven meetings. So it's something they've done, a matchup at least, they've done pretty well in. McDavid's gotten the better of number 87 so hopefully they can keep that rolling tonight mcdavid last time out willed the oilers to victory in the third period and i'd love to see a situation where he doesn't need to will the oilers to victory but again kind of the theater of it nice to have when you need it but like we've needed it like every game in the last like five yeah and and that's it's not sustainable like you're not going to get nine shots and three points from Connor mcdavid every game and you can't play him 26 minutes every game either but my point was with the stage being what it is tonight i would like to see oh yeah mcdavid go off against Sidney crosby and have one of those moments to the same point about Sidney crosby showing up for this game you know connor like it's you know it's best on best right this is this is what he wants and this is where you know he thrives like i know Pittsburgh's probably not the best team that he's scored against in in the in the you know portfolio of teams he's yeah. played against, which is the entire league. But once again, that head to head, you know, Connor's showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, another piece of waiver news: the Habs claimed Chris Tierney off waivers, so nothing major again happening on the waiver wire. It's always interesting because sometimes there can be little nuggets as to what's going to happen throughout the day. Signals, yeah, little signals. Uh, the Oilers tonight in Pittsburgh. This from our friend Bob Stoffer, who. We should almost call it. You missed it yesterday. Everyone was loving Bob because of what he said at the intermission of the last game. Were you at the game or were you watching it on TV? I was watching it. So you listened to what Bob said. Yeah, he's trying to get the public opinion behind him to be the next GM. He might be. Um, I think we should find a way to rename the chat after Bob Stoffer. The Bob Stoffer Memorial chat line? No way. He's not. No, never mind. Never mind. I take that back. Anyways, uh, people are loving Bob. Bob's given us the lines for tonight and or, uh, from the skate today. Dry saddle McDavid together with Derek Ryan on the right side. Boy, the Oilers could use some help on the right side. Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto, Fogel, McLeod, and Pugliarvi. Costin, Shore, Yanmark. I would... Costin's um, back. Clean. Clean could be back. We don't know for sure if he's back, but he could be back. I would imagine the Oilers are going to roll 11-7 and seven again tonight, Jay. Um, which Vinny, one? we winny. Yeah, but what forward do you take out? Uh, well, geez, I was going to say sure. Cause that's just what my muscle memory would suggest, but he played good. He was one of the, I know, I, one of the, I know. I just, I just said, and he, and he, and he took one in the face at the right time. It's yeah. A good team He's a player. bleeder. He's a bleeder. Yeah. Thank you for your thin skin, Devin Shore. Um, huh. Who do you take out? I guess a lot. Well, I, I hope Clem is back to health. Because you would you want Clem in there, so it's either Yanmark or Pugliari. Yeah, I could see them sitting Pugliari in that. I could also I would sit Yanmark if it was my call. I think he's kind of slowed down a little bit, and you don't miss out on that much if you sit him for a game. If Clem's back, I would swap out Yanmark. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go eleven and seven. I know you guys like to say in the chat that I hate Vinny Deharnay. I don't hate 
Vinny DeHarnay. I think they should keep him in the lineup in this instance. We I win when he's in. Yeah, and I think they're a better team when they're 11-7. and seven. The point I was just making yesterday that people, I don't, I don't know if they took it the wrong way or if they're just trying to round me up. <laughs> they might be just trying to round me up. I know how the Nation Network chat usually goes. Um, but they were saying, I, I basically said, just because Vinny's playing great and when Vinny's in, we win. Thank you. Just because that's happening doesn't mean you don't seek out an upgrade on the blue line. Because if you go out oh. get an if you go get an upgrade on the blue line, Vinny comes out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, yeah. Our blue, if 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 people think our blue line is solved, it is far from it. Yeah. And if Ken Holland thinks it's solved, oh boy. Man, all you guys want to talk about in the chat is trade stuff, but it is a short for giant game day. And I want to keep it on the rails for like just a little bit longer before we really bounce in and out. I know. I know. And we kind of have been, but I have all 50 trade targets from Frank and we're going to go through all 50 names in the middle part of the show. We're going to, we're just going to rattle through and we're going to see who's a fit for the Oilers. Uh, But tonight, well, yeah, we'll get to our keys to victory, I guess, a little bit later. But again, Oilers taking on the Penguins, the start of a bit of a road trip here for the Oilers because they have Columbus on Saturday as well. That game on Columbus against Columbus, I shouldn't say this, but I will. It feels like a free space on the bingo card. And that almost adds extra emphasis tonight because you don't want to drop these points. You want a chance to extend it to a nice, good three-game winning game. Got to win the next two games, and that'll move us into a good spot in the standings. Yeah. Right now, the Oilers are fourth in the Pacific Division, tied with the Kraken, although Seattle has a game in hand. Uh, They're only one point back of the LA Kings, which you love to see. Only three points back of the Vegas Golden Knights, although they have a game in hand as well. The Calgary Flames took care of business last night against the Arizona Coyotes. They are now five points back of the Oilers and really looking like... It'll come down to Calgary or Minnesota for that final wild card spot. Minnesota, I guess, is only three back of Edmonton with a game in hand. So Edmonton still kind of lumped into that group, as you can see here on the standings board. Um, or comfortably a wild card, like in the wild card spot. For now, yeah. But I, I'd be, you need to, like you said, oh. <laughs> rattle off a few wins here. Make up for the fact you left some points on the board over the last yes. couple of weeks. And get yourself comfortably in a Pacific division spot. Well, that's we, where I'd we like to play them to Boston be. on Monday too. So you win, like that's a tough team. So like, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you have to yeah. beat the Bruins. Yeah. I mean, the schedule like, coming great. up, I'll be exciting. I don't know like, if you've looked ahead at who they have after Boston. It's not a lot of fun, Jay. Well, I, I know we, we just went through the fun part of the schedule and we started good and ended yeah. weird. After Boston, it's Toronto, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Buffalo, Boston again, and then Toronto <sighs> on Winnipegger. Yeah, and then Toronto on the 11th, which is a game we will be at for the Nation Vacation, brought to you by AMA Travel. Heading out to Toronto, still two spots left? Yeah, we still have two spots. And all that. The trip was moving like crazy, but now I guess we're getting close to the date. It's a little bit tougher. Two spots left. If you can come, come join us. It's going to be a good time. Check us out, nationgear.ca. Tyler's going to be there. Yeah, AMA Travel really hooked us up with this one, too. Uh, you fly out. We fly out early Friday morning. Yep. We got Friday to hang out in the six. You're staying at the Fairmont Royal York. Your ticket on the trip includes your flight and transportation to and from the hotel in Toronto. Correct. Saturday night, chill during the day. We'll be doing, we'll be doing some Oilers Nation everyday content from there. And then we'll be in a gondola suite at the Scotiabank Center to watch Toronto versus Edmonton Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. Then you wake up on Sunday, sleep in a little Sunday afternoon. You fly home. Boom. You only need to take like one day off work in this equation and you get to watch the Oilers out of town. Yeah, no, in Toronto, in Toronto, it's tough to get into. So yeah. I want to shout out to you know, our friends at AMA for setting this all up and making it a lot easier for us to put together than if, than if we did it ourselves. So no, looking forward to it. So if you can come join, do it. 
If you All can't, right. that's okay. Watch us from afar. We're going to have a lot of fun and we'll, we'll create a lot of content. The 200 people watching on YouTube, they want us to talk about trades. So let's uh, go. Let's dig into what you've all been asking. If you asked a question earlier on in the show um, about trades, we probably missed it. So fire it in there again. So it hops in to the front part. Um, everyone's asking though, we're not going to get trades. Liam, everyone's saying, where's Liam? I know. 15 minutes without you and they go nuts. Hey? I know, but I've been here the whole time, right in the chat. So one guy asked how I was. I'm well. Thanks, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Thanks for asking. You had a pizza roll from Bread and Butter? Very close to not having one, though, because I forgot my wallet today. <laughs> I, so I could have spotted you. Shout out Gavin for giving me enough money to buy. <laughs> I had to you ask made, the lady, like, how Ga- much is this? <laughs> you made Gavin the intern buy you your lunch? No, I came in and I did some iron asked, how are you doing? I was like, I'm starving and I forgot my wallet. And Gavin said, here's 10 bucks. Wow. So I got a call. Like Gavin gave you your lunch money. That's so nice. Yep. Gavin saved my cell phone. Saved me a thousand dollars. He did. True. So we are now in <laughs> debt to Gavin as a collection, one thousand and ten dollars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to get on that. Anyways, uh trade talk. Let's start at the top of Frank Cervalli's trade targets list. We are working our way through all 50. All right, let's go. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Timo Meyer is probably going to the Devils or the Hurricanes. There are rumors that the Sharks will want a premium if they're going to keep him in the Western Conference. Next. Patrick Kane is a guy who the Oilers reportedly have had interest in. Frank Cervalli's brought it up a few times on our show. But the recent news is that the New York Rangers have kind of started sniffing oh, around again. That was very annoying. So, like, they like where are they in the Caps world? Like, do they need to make a move to... Be able to pull it off? Yeah, they would probably have to throw something small in that deal to make it work. Um, but they're very close to just being able to straight up do it. Shit. We knew that we know that was like yeah. because wasn't there already kind of a deal in place? Well, Kane early on that kind of fell through and then they pulled the Tarasenko trigger. No, Kane hasn't Kane's still to this point from the reports I've read, hasn't given the Hawks the thumbs up to start negotiating with the team or like the thumbs up of I will go there. But it sounds like based on what Frank says that Kane's going to basically go to the Hawks with one team and one team only. 
It's at this uh, point, if the Rangers are interested, how would Patrick Kane not be interested? And if you think he's what going to choose the Oilers over the Rangers, you're absolutely out to lunch. This feels like it's going to happen. I think they're going to get him. And then you look at what that top nine could look man, like in I'm New glad York. I did a futures bet on the Rangers in the offseason. Wow. Well, okay. So their top nine, let's go through the hypothetical of the Rangers get Kane. Zabanajad, Kreider, Kane, or Zabanajad, Kreider, Tarasenko is your top line. Yep. Then you reunite Panarin and Kane on your second line with Vinny Trocek, yeah. who's the who's going to be the defensive conscience. Yeah. Then you have the kid line with Hedo, Lafreniere, and Kako. Their yeah. blue line, Liam, we were looking at it before, is starting to look elite with how those young guys are playing. Oh, and Igor Shesterkin, pretty good. May have heard of him. Yeah, he's not bad. Um, like the Rangers, if they get Kane, will absolutely vault to the you top. See that slap shot he stopped in the uh, shootout? Impressive. Shesterkin? Yeah. Oh, the one on dry set. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he did it. Like, that's... <laughs> um, Liam, we're early to be talking Betway, but I'm just like, Stanley Cup odds, I almost want to bet on the Rangers now because if they get Kane, it's going to be unbelievable. I mean, that roster is absolutely insane. The only thing that would... Even if they get an injury, it's still kind of nuts to be in there, right? So, yeah, yeah I mean, you look at the Eastern Conference and... The whole time it's been, you got to beat Tampa Bay. And I still think it probably is until they're beaten. Mm-hmm. But right now it's slowly feeling like it's the Rangers conference to lose. 13 to one to win the cup, seven to one to win the conference. The Rangers look very, very good. And there's talk that they could get Patrick Kane. So if they get Patrick Kane and that was one of the pieces that the Oilers kind of liked in their top six or as a top six option, oh. where do you check down from there? The rest of the list It's happening. It's happening. Everything is happening around us. Well, nothing's happened yet. Um, Jacob Chikrin is in at three. He's kind of skating again with the Yotes, but we don't really know. Like, there's nothing going on there. So, has the price changed on Chikrin? Because no. now it's just two firsts. It's a first and something equal, yeah. But wasn't it more before? At the beginning of the year and in the summer, it would have been three. So, like, you could do it for a first and Borgo? Maybe Borgo. Maybe, yeah. You don't know if they like Borgo, so. But surely we have one prospect they would like, right? To kind of fill yeah. that void that they would want. I think it's not so. And you maybe. have them for two more years after this. Now, like, Four and they're willing to retain. Uh, I think for just the two assets, they wouldn't retain. You'd have to pay for them to retain. Yeah, maybe you throw in a third or something. Or uh, what? Uh, yeah, term I, I, I know how that works. But like, I think the idea. Like if we can't get at home, like Jake McCabe. Won't come to Edmonton. We no. know that. Won't come to Canada. Vlad Gavrikov is probably going to be a Bruin. He's right away. probably already a Bruin. I so, just think so. Like, what are what are our options now? Well, that's why we're going to go through all fifty names and well, assess but, who the options but, could so be. So right now, Chikrin is now back on my target list. Yeah, I just again from everything we've heard, he the Oilers aren't interested in him. So that's it's not worth beating it to death. We've beaten it to is death it because for they're more interested in our current blue line. Tyler Mulek says, just send two first. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is you got to make the money work somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people, as Davin points out, are speculating that, hey, the Yotes pulled Chikrin out, said it was for trade-related reasons, but it's because he's hurt. And they don't want people to know he's hurt. They just want him to get better. And then they'll start looking to move him again. The teams that have reportedly been interested are the LA Kings, the Columbus Blue Jackets, <laughs> which Frank said on the DFO rundown, if Chikrin got traded there, he wouldn't be happy about it. Tough luck, my guy. And Elliot Friedman even threw out the possibility of the Winnipeg Jets, which I think would be a sneaky team to watch in this, or the Ottawa Senators. Senators are building their team for next year. They just got rid of Nikita Zaitsev yesterday. Yeah. They've so they've the now opened up money. So Frank outlined the reason. To bring Ket, re-sign. 
No. So they're in the middle of this sale, right? Yeah. You would know about this as a business guy when you're selling a, an entity. Intimately, I know about the sale. Of the yeah. Senators, yes. yes. But you would know about the process. Like their books are, Frank said, and I'm paraphrasing, but like kind of frozen in the sense that yeah. they can't sign to Brink at because then it would alter the valuation of the franchise and things like that, right? If you're committing like $80 million in payroll, they can't go get Colton Pareko because it would it's add- a different ex- transaction, but yes, sure. But that's what Frank outlined. I know, but I don't agree with it. But that's you the think, reality think of it. extending to Brinkett's going to affect the enterprise value of the Senators? No. But that's what Frank said is happening. I know. I don't agree with it. Ah. That's all. All right. Well, the idea is the, the Senators may have been in a spot where they couldn't add significant salary because of the pending sale. I understand Chikrin, though, complications, yeah. but this helps the team for the future and actually help anyways. Yes. Yeah. But uh, Chikrin is basically Zaitsev's cap hit, more or less, I think. So that yeah. is a spot well, you could. He was 5.4 or something, right? Zaitsev was 4. Something. I thought he was 4.6. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So What's anyways, then? that's the rest of the top five on Frank's board. With three defensemen in there that as of right now, don't feel like realistic options. We're going options. through 50? Yep. Oh, we just got through five? That's yeah, only 12, 22. Dimitri Orlov. Yes. Yeah, I'm on that one too. So I got an article. I got an article coming out today at uh, Oilers Nation where it starts right off the bat. Dimitri Orlov would be my guy. Yeah. Uh, 5.1 million you're going to have to give up a lot. Like Gavrikov, the ask was a first and another asset, the David Savard kind of deal from a couple of years back. Orlov, the ask I would imagine is the same, if not more, but if they're going to keep half of this thing, he's down at 2.6 million. You can make that work by sending a contract out somewhere else. Maybe even it's like a, Hey, you take yes, and you keep 25% of Orlov for us. Like that's a way you could maybe make the money work. I don't think they value Puliyarvi like that, but yeah, some team might, I mean, I think there's a reason why he hasn't been put on waivers or anything like that. But Orlov would be my guy. What does he do well? He likes the physical side of the game. He can break up cycles. He's actually pretty good at moving the puck. He's played in a bunch of playoff runs with this Capitals team. He's a UFA at the end of the year. So the concerns about him clogging up the roster for young defensemen to break through next year are not there. Dmitry Orlov is 100% a guy the Edmonton Oilers should be going after. Yep. I think in terms of what he'd bring this blue line, he can handle the tough minutes for you. He can take on tough assignments and not get overwhelmed by them. Left that shot, would right help. He's a left shot. Okay. That would help you ease pressure on Darnell Nurse. I like to think Orlov might even be a... I think he's a good partner for almost everyone on the right side. I think he's a better version of Brett Kulak, which means he could be a better fit with Tyson Berry. I think he could be that hard-nosed defensive kind of guy who plays well with an Evan Bouchard. I think he's a guy who could even calm down Cody Cece a little bit. Like He just does so much. I would love to see them go get Dmitry Orlov. I, for me as well, the difference between him and Gavrikov is you know what you're kind of getting with Orlov. He's been around for way longer. Like you said, he has yep. all that playoff experience. I'd rather pay that much for that guy than a guy who's never stepped foot in the playoffs before. He's won a Stanley Cup he's on that roster. Like, why wouldn't you want to pay for that guy? And I, I agree. Like, kind of just fits the mold of what the Oilers want. And when we spoke to Daniel Nugent Bowman the other week, he said the Oilers need to find a defenseman that's better than Brett Kulak. Orlov's better. And he bet he's better than Brett Kulak. So yep. 100 percent Uh so Orlov at six seems like a fit. The next guy on the list is Ivan Barbashev. And too expensive. I think he's going to cost too much. The rumors of they want a high second or a late first for this guy. I like him. I think he's inconsistent. And that to me just wipes him off the list. Someone is going to love Ivan Barbashev. Someone's going to overpay for Ivan Barbashev. That means let him do it. Don't get into a bidding war. Carson Soucy at number eight. I love him. He's my guy. I love him. I think, remember how I said Timo Meyer, the Sharks might charge a premium for a team in the West. Seattle is open to moving him because they don't want to lose him for nothing this offseason. 
I don't think they move him to Edmonton. I think if Edmonton's yeah. there going, we'll give you a second and another pick and some team out East says, we'll just give you a second. I think Seattle would sit He'll there. He'll be an Oiler next year. Yeah. It, it, that's kind of the thing is maybe it's a summer move, but even then he's a Can you wait shot. that long, Tyler? I can wait. Okay. The jersey's made. There's no, no rush. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just don't see Susie here as realistic unless the Kraken stun us. But like, yep. can you imagine the storyline of they trade Susie to Edmonton, which again, I'd love. And then they have to play him first round of the playoffs. How do you, how do you face that music? If you're Ron Francis, I, that's why I don't see it as realistic. Would you be okay with the Oilers paying a little extra to get him? No, because no. I think the market rate for Susie might be like a second or a high asset that's valued at a second. So if you're going to overpay for that, what are you paying? A yep. first? Yeah, Probably. just go get Orlov. And we need to save yeah. those first for. That's exactly. true. He'd be Orlov. low. He'd be low on my list. Yeah. Like how many defensemen is eight? But I think we've already spoke about four defensemen, right? So mm-hmm. it's probably fifth, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam Lafferty's next on that list. Apparently, the ask is a second round pick from some of the reports we've heard. The Oilers have apparently scoffed at a high. Why do price. we care? It's a second round pick. Well, I think here's what I'll like if he actually brings value to the bottom six and mm-hmm. speed to the bottom yeah, six helps on the some, PK some tenacity to the bottom six. Like who cares? Like that's what the, like the, these types of players yeah. get valued high. At the trade deadline for teams going deep in the playoffs. Like, I don't think the acquisition price is quite crazy. Think of what Callie Yarncroft went for last season when it was a second and a third to the Calgary flames. I think it's probably pretty comparable, but Lafferty has an extra year on that deal. Oh, for cheap too. Yeah. For cheap. The reason I think the Oilers might not be super in on it, right. Or not might not be willing to pay it right now is you want like a first, first and second round picks are premium assets at the deadline. I'm not saying for the Oilers and their general philosophy right now, they should be premium, but at the deadline they are. Yeah. So do you want to commit your second to Lafferty now? If you think there's maybe a player well, out it, there, you like that. Yeah, exactly. But we're going through the list. So yep. like he would be a guy that like, if once again, we are sitting on our hands and all this stuff's happening around us and he's still there and yeah. we have to do something, then a, the second who cares? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I would pay a second close to the deadline, but I would agree with what Tyler said. I wouldn't do it today. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he just doesn't get traded. Seems like we need yeah. to do, make some moves today though, doesn't it? We'll see. Uh, Eric Carlson's at number 10. Everybody knows the latest on Carlson. Do right? it. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get into that. Uh, do it. Aaron, let's fire up. Can we get, Oh, you'll we- talk about Carson Susie for an hour, but we can't talk about the darling of the ball, Eric Carlson. <laughs> Cause there's no point. Oh, I had someone man. tweeting me today being like, just because the Weber contract got moved, right? And then the Zaitsev thing happened. Yeah. So the Senators, and if we want to do a little Carlson-like exercise here, the Ottawa Senators got rid of Nikita Zaitsev's contract, traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. Zaitsev has another year at a $4.5 million cap hit. And real dollars, it's about $5 million bucks yep. between now and the end of last yep. season. It cost them a second and a fourth. Yep. To make that happen. Okay. And that's for $5 million of real money. To get the Sharks or anyone to keep the money you need for the next four years of Eric Carlson, it's going to be about $20 million. Mm-hmm. So are you giving up the value of four seconds and four fourths just to get the retention done on Carlson? Okay. So that right there is like a huge thing because the retention on him is going to cost you the value of four second round picks and whatever. Yeah. yeah, but you might, but you could probably, because once again, picks are an unknown quantity. Mm-hmm. So you could probably throw prospects in there and that erodes, 
you know, a malt, like a gaggle of picks because it's known quantity. If San Jose likes your prospects, yeah. I'm just saying like the value of having to eat that money is a lot more substantial 100%. than I think people realize. Like, I, ideally, you wait and try to do a trade after his bonus is paid on July 1st. So it's yeah. much less money that actually needs to be paid out. I get it. But yeah. I know everyone loves have him. to focus on this season. Mm-hmm. We can't think about next yet. <laughs> JCLV. I hope we get Carlson just to piss off Tyler Carlson hater, not a Carlson hater. I'm a Carlson truther. I would love it, Carl- but I'm just here to tell you that it's not happening. I'm I'm with you. I know. I don't know. If Tyler said he would buy all of us Carlson jerseys if it happened. I heard that too. I'd wear one every show from now until the playoffs. Plus buy us all one. It's very sure. thoughtful. Uh, okay, next up on the list, 11 through 15, is Luke Shen. Makes sense. Apparently, there's already a deal in place, isn't there? There might be. Um, they've sent him back to Vancouver, whatever. Uh, third round pick, maybe, that kind of thing. He's a guy who, again, I would be aiming higher right now at Orlov. I would be aiming higher but at that's Ekholm. Depth. Like you, like, yeah. it, like Shen's not the, like, I don't like, if Shen was on our team, I wouldn't be upset. But we had better have made another defensive move as well. Would you rather have Luke Shen or Vincent Dehane? Well, Luke Shen. I just wanted to throw that out there for the chat. To Why? Because you wanted me to answer and you want everyone to hate me in the chat? <laughs> it's already <laughs> happening with or without me, Tyler. Yeah, that's so. a good point. That's a good point. I like Luke Shen, but he's almost in the same boat as Lafferty for me, where like if it was deadline day and the Oilers hadn't done anything, oh, I'd go second for Lafferty, third for Shen and be like, okay. I did something. It wasn't sexy. I'd still be disappointed in that. Man, as a we deadline. need to do something sexy. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. John Klingberg's at number third or at number twelve. He is bad. He actually has, I think, like only two more points than Luke yeah, Shen. Not, or two he's less not points. A crappy team, but like, but we don't. <laughs> we don't need him. Yeah. No, we don't need John Klingberg. Brock Besser's not happening. No reason to discuss that. Uh, there was Frank was asked about Minnesota as a Brock Besser fit for those of you who yeah, go back on home. This. Go back home. Yeah. See what happens there. Matias at moved up Frank's list. I love this idea. I, if it's home, you know, let's go. At and Janot would be awesome. And I talked yes. about, you know, if you could get them to keep 1.5 of at then for this year, you only need to get like 5.5, 5.6 out the door. to make at and Janot work. That is Pugliarvi and it's Fogel. Fogel yeah. And then Janot can take one of their spots. I said my deal, I think, was two first in Borgo to make this happen. Two first Borgo, Pugliarvi, then you have a separate deal with Fogo. Would you do that? Two first. Borgo and Pugliarvi. They're, they're retaining. They're retaining the 1.5 you need. For three years. This year, next year. And, and three the next more years. Two years. Next three years. Uh, I think so. I really do. Like, like, And then we can do some like depth additions. To the bottom six as well, because we're letting a Fogel and a Puliarvi go. Yeah, Janot would take the one spot, one spot, and then and then, and then Lafferty. The, and then yeah, you'd have your second or Lafferty, give up for Lafferty. Lafferty, like that, mm-hmm. like and then and then we've bolstered the the bottom six. It would. The only way I could see that happening, because again, Frank threw cold water on the idea of the Preds keeping money. But the only way I could see that working is if they like loved Borgo. Or potentially they love Broberg and you could do it for like a first in Broberg kind of thing because Nashville would sit there and go, hey, we're getting a younger, cheaper version of what we view as the next Echo, maybe, right? Mm, they'll never be the same. But- I know, but like they view him as like Borgo can or Broberg can yeah. slide in, grow with us. He's going to be cheaper. We're getting another first, all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian says Echo is 32, can't give up two firsts. Tyler Mulek says he's just old. He's older. 
but I think he could age fine. I think you could look at that blue line, actually. Look at a guy like Ryan McDonough, who also aged fine. I know now it's not great, but he aged his 32 through 35 seasons were good. He was a helpful part. I think, care about next three years. I think Ekholm can years. be a McDonough-esque ad, the way he brought a ton of veteran leadership and value to that Bolts blue line on the way to all those cup finals. I think Ekholm can be that guy. Uh, Thurmore says Broberg's untouchable. I think he might be. Sorry, what was the deal? Two firsts. Borgo and Pugliarvi. Huh. And then you're going to flip, in my ha- hypothetical fantasy land world, you're going to flip Fogel for like a third or a fourth, and then you're going to flip a second for another forward. Just to make all the money work? Just to make all the money work, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. You think that's too much? Because you don't like giving up prospects. No, it's not even that. I think Fogel has actually been fine. He has been really part. good. Like he Lately. Bags. But Lately. I'd sacrifice him for Genoa and Ekholm. Lately. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so torn. I don't know. We'll see. It's a lot. I think you should know is a little like when Fogel is rolling. Do I need to tell you the time is now? Do I need to tell you that? No, time is now. Your time is up. Our time is now. Then then you, then we gotta, we gotta, (laughs) we gotta make deals. Whatever gets the deal done. Like that's the position we're in. Yeah. That's what Florida. We're going to, we're going to do a trade and we're all going to be like, whoa, we paid too much, but hopefully it's for someone that's helps. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's as long as this, the what they're bringing in is a positive asset, mm-hmm. and we kind of like you know. Uh, sorry, yeah, you know, and Ekholm are both people who could bring positivity to this team. Joey, the backup optimist, says I think it's a bit of an overpay. And here's the thing: if you think your team overpaid by a bit, it's probably a good deal because uh, you yeah, always we'll value. Take, we'll take a slight overpay. Yeah, you always value your own pieces more than than other teams probably will. It's always uh, sad to see someone go. Yeah, whether it's someone who sucks or who's good. Yeah. yeah. Number 15 on Frank's list is James Van Riemsdyk. Yep. Uh, yeah, probably not. I like that he goes to the net. I like he that he still net guy, moves But he's Zach, like Zach Hyman is... is it, but he's a right winger. JVR on steroids. He's a right winger. Who? JVR. That's, he might look good on Hyman the right side. shoots right. I know. Well, yeah, you could flip him over. It might be redundant, Hyman but again... should play the right side. Yeah, that could... Anyways, only, I know he's... Yeah. Made the, I think the numbers say he's like not quite as good there, but I know, that's... Uh, interesting. I, I love it. That's 11 through 15. They have to retain a crap ton of money on it. You'd have too. to get a third team involved. The funniest thing ever is seeing JT Miller on this list. <laughs> I've, I said this today. I did say it off the air to someone, but um, I said, man, who says no? JT Miller for Jonathan Huberto. <laughs> Oh, like just both you both get a redo we both are mad about this gone oh i bet you calgary would say yeah i think they would i think both would i i bet vancouver would say no if i had to pick because they have to pay more money well, it's well more no because they get the worst player but you get the guy who maybe retain a million maybe and then you even it out say one team the other team retains a million to even out the money but like the canucks yeah. i don't think are happy and so the thing with miller is that he has a no movement clause or no He'd trade go to clause. calgary he has a no trade clause. Daryl Sutter guy, if he's that, that fiery, that kicks in on in July, Ooh. right when his new deal kicks in, right? Also, it's not there right now. It's not there, so they could trade him anywhere now. But come July, they can't move him anywhere. So that is why the Canucks, maybe if they're willing to just say, "Okay, we're done. We're just gonna cut him loose." The question for a team acquiring him, I guess, would be: Is that a contract you would would have given Miller if he was a free agent this summer? They had a hundred points. This year, very close. This year he doesn't, but it's an eight million dollar. Like, that's what it was based off of. Like he's got that ability. Put him in the right circumstance. I'm not saying I don't know if I agree. I don't know if he's a good person or not because this season's been a bad look for him. But mm-hmm. like he can produce. Yeah, yeah. What, what? How many points does he have this season? 
Uh, JT Miller is, I will double check that for you. Um, he's having a down year compared to last season. He's got 52 points in 87 games. So it's down a bit. 87 a games? Or sorry, 57 games. Whoa. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Hey? That would be nuts. If he's played more than the entire NHL. Uh, <laughs> so JT Miller's at 16. Alex Kerfoot, cap dump. Oilers aren't looking at him at 17. No, don't help the Leafs. Kasperi Kapanen, cap dump. No. Oilers aren't looking at him. Frank actually thinks that's the guy who could be the next trade. Is the Pens getting rid of him because they want to activate Jan Ruda. Uh, 18 is Yessa Pugliarvi. Interesting, he's in the top 20. Sure. Yep. Uh, again, probably a guy I think the Oilers toss into a deal to make money work or they trade somewhere for a mid-round pick so they can make another deal that makes the money work. Uh, Joel Farabee comes in at number 20 on the list. 22 years old. May have been a healthy scratch when the Oilers played the Flyers if Konechny didn't get hurt the night before. He's been playing fourth line minutes. Frank said there's not like a trade request in, but there's maybe some interest from everyone involved to move on from him, even though he's what, in... What, Okay, so where does he stack up normally? Is he a third line guy? My middle six foot. I think probably. he would be like he had that size. One. What's his size? He has size that and his money. Talk one year. He had that one year where he was just unreal. And he's only it's 22. Fun last name. So I'm in, I'm in yeah. 20 goals in 57 games a couple of years ago, 17 and 63 the year before that, but just nine so far this season. You want to see his size. He's six foot, 183 pounds, and he's on a long term deal, six, seven more years at five million bucks a year. Oh, yeah. Probably not worth adding yeah. another $5 million nope. Sorry. winger. Sorry, Joel. Sorry, Joel. You're staying in Philly uh, or going anywhere but Edmonton. Uh, number 21 through 25 on Frank's list as we continue this absolute marathon. We should probably pick up the pace at some point as well. Jordan Greenway. No. I like his size. No, but yeah, no. he's useless. That's about it. His size, yeah. He doesn't have anything else. Yep. Clem Costin's better. Shane Gostis Bear is... If you miss on... If you, you're if not... We, if we get Gostis Bear then we have missed on a lot of big things. And so if we get him, that is a bad sign. It's a bad sign. To me, the path to Shane Gostas bear is... Because he's Tyson Berry. Why do we... We don't need more Tyson Berry. We already got Tyson Berry. Did you see the pass that Cody CC threw to Philip Broberg the other day? Yeah, so go figure. Gostas bear isn't your answer. Is he a righty? He's a lefty. Okay, But he can move the puck. Don't you want puck movers? Well, Tyson Berry can move the puck. I know, but you know, Darnell what? Nurse should be able to move the puck. You know what McDavid and Drysdale said the other day? They want more puck movers. I know, which is mind blowing because we we're actually on paper have puck movers, so that's an issue. On paper, we probably have four puck movers on the blue line. Yeah, weird. They, I would say, Kulak is a puck mover as well, solely yep. because they literally play him in all the time. Which would indicate to me that they believe he has some offensive instincts. And he him, and right? he skates well, and he yeah. likes jumping up. Like I, I really like Kulak. I, uh, Sean and Calgary says Ghost of Bear is Mark Andre Bergeron. We can't take Bergeron <laughs> to the Stanley Cup final again. Oh, so. Yeah, we healthy him game one of the Cup final when we get there. I, I think Ghost is Bear is a break glass in case of emergency. Oh kind my god! Of yeah, but it's a bad. That's the thing. If we if it's we end up getting him, it's a bad thing. Yep. Like probably. We, we screwed up, and now we're just settling. Hmm. I think that's fair. And I don't yeah. like that. Like I like we need to be the the leaders, the aggressors of traded line. Gustav Nyquist, I like because you can LTI arm for the rest of the regular season. So that's a guy to just keep tabs on. I believe the Oilers probably But have- we need to have be able to have room for him to LTIR but him. Isn't that how that works? You? Because I what happened yesterday then with Shea Weber? 
He doesn't go on LTIR. The Yotes don't LTIR any of them. No, they don't because they, they want him to be able because they, they pay a million dollars a year to have 7.8 of cap space taken up. They're trying to spend to the floor. Yeah. So he's just on their active roster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have like $20 million on their active roster committed to Andrew Ladd, Shea Weber, and Brian Little. 18.6 mil. Brian Little. Yep. They got one more year of Brian Little too. And they don't LTIR him because they want the cap space. So they hit the floor. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that like, it was actually, it helps Arizona. Yeah. And now it helps Vegas too. Yeah. Cause now they just moved. What is he? 10 million or whatever he was? 7.8 or something. 7.8. Okay. If the Coyotes did not have the dead cap space they currently have, they would only be spending about $45 million, $46 million. <laughs> Oh, well, you have it. Oh, yeah. About half. So of 10% it of it's being paid to Jacob Chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like trying that, to. Get- that's, like, that's what like, Connor McDavid makes, essentially. Well, it's not, but he's yeah. like 12 and a half. The Coyotes only have two players whose cap hits are more than $5 million. It's Nick Schmaltz and Clayton Keller. And Nick Schmaltz is a guy who we might talk Schmaltz, about. Schmaltz, I'm in interested second. in. Uh, Lawson Crow's 24. I think he's too expensive. Now. I, like, I like the type of player, but yeah, what do they lock him up for? $4 million? 4.3 for four more years. It's too rich. Too rich. Too rich. Too rich. Last year was the time to get him. Jacob Verana. I'm stop it. I'm interested in because he can score. And I like the idea of just getting guys that can score. He's a lefty, so not a great fit. But if it was a deal where his, his, his price tag is too much in terms of his contract. I know, but just hear me out in terms of the thought process behind getting this guy. From a Red Wings perspective, he is a cap hit of 5.2 million bucks. Yeah. There is talk they're just going to buy him out this summer. Yeah. So that means if he would be knocked down to a cap hit of 1.4 and 1.9. Yeah. If the Wings say, we don't want that extra year of 1.9, there's actually incentive for them to retain half his cap hit, I think. Yeah, I know, but that, but, but we still have to take on two and a half million or whatever. 2.6. Yeah. And you get a year and a bit of Verana. Would the Wings take Pugliarvi? But gives you an extra 400K. But then we just half. used our Pugliarvi card to make room for Jacob Verana. Yeah, I think that's that, fair. Yeah, I wouldn't want to move somebody of that level for another player of the exact same level. Like, it's like, like we don't, he's Pugliarvi such, like, impact. it's such a, like, I, I get what you're trying to do there. Like, you'd almost like, but it's, it's too risky. Given like this is something we're trying to do for this playoff run, yeah. I just think like like maybe in the off season someone might do it. Like there is a guy. You're right. There's a guy that can score there. You're right, mm-hmm. uh, and he's hopefully kind of worked through his things. Yeah. But they brought him up and sent him back down again. All right, uh, we're gonna keep ripping through, going rapid fire style. It is a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show. So shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant and their Ford Service Center. Free valet service, pickup and drop off, or you can choose Ford Mobile Service to come to you. Over fifty one service space. That's why you choose Sherwood Ford the Giant. Uh, Max Domi comes in next on your list. He wins draws. He's been handling top six minutes. He's been scoring a lot. That's not a bad guy to keep in mind. 50% would be 1.5 million. Yeah. You can make that work very easily. I'm not opposed to it, but that means we've missed out on someone else again. Well, that's where we're at with all of these names now is you've missed out on Tanner guys. Janot, I'm, I yeah, am Tanner all in Janot. on that guy. I worry about his arb case, but I like him because his arb case is going to be as a guy who scored 20 goals when he was young. But yeah, average. I know. Yeah. Well, it's, Matt Dumba, probably good because he's just too expensive, even at 50% retained. Yeah. Uh, Boston's looking to do some cap dumps so they can get Gavrikov. We can't help them out. 
Janot, we've talked about. We like Noah Gregor. I actually also like another former 30. Moose Jaw Warrior, Noah Gregor. Former Moose Jaw Warrior, a guy who's, I don't know, maybe fallen out of favor a little bit in San Jose. He, he's fast. I think he has. Doesn't bring the physicality, mm-hmm. but he's fast. He's fast. He likes shooting the puck. Can help kill penalties. Can help you kill penalties. Local guy. 950K. So again, if you could convince San Jose, like, hey, keep half for the rest of this year. He's all of a sudden a pretty good asset to pick up now because he's going to be so Low cheap. position costs. RFA Arbright's local boy. I think he's a guy. I'm not who, opposed to it. Like that's a depth move. Like it's a fourth round pick for Noah Gregor. Yeah, but like like the, like that's like team. we've made we've acquired three assets mm-hmm. and we've like okay actually you know what we're gonna yeah. get a little bit deeper. It's the last move of the day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know it'd make his uncle happy. People asking in the chat about Verana and why they sent him back down. It's so they could avoid uh, waivers. Someone was asking us to go more in depth on Jordan Greenway. No, not really. Um, why? Like, he, again, how much there? He signed a big ticket and he's underperforming like crazy. Yeah, he he's just it? a big guy. I don't know if you remember this, but like he has three goals. Josh Archibald ended his life <laughs> like three seasons ago. So like two big guy, but like. Two more years, three million bucks. Just big. That's it. There's that family in St. Albert. Greenway? Yeah. Well, I hope they're not watching as we talk about them. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, speaking of having family in St. Albert, number 31 on the list is Nick Benino. Another nobody, guy. Nobody, nobody knows. If San Jose kept half, I'm in. He is not worth giving up anything more than a third round pick, though, for in my opinion. He'd make their bottom six maybe a little bit more reliable. He's responsible. But is he not just Derek Ryan at this point? Probably. You need another Derek Ryan. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Yeah, having two Derek Ryans isn't hurting this. He's got a little bit more like size to him, a little yep. bit more meat. He does. Maybe, and he's been a playoff performer in the past, yep. as we know with our guy Harner yep. Ryan Singh. So, um, yeah. Brennan Hathaway, yes. Buzzsaw, let's go. The comparable Frank used was a second and a third. Callie Yarncroc. Would you do it? For Benino? No, for Hathaway. Second and a third? Yeah. That's the acquisition cost, eh? Potentially. I, that's what that was Frank's comparable. I would just go get Sam Lafferty if that's the market. Yeah, I like. Lafferty. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But I do like the tenacity of Hathaway. Me too. I I think it's uh, a guy to keep an eye on for sure, but not a guy I'd pay a lot for. Nick Sealer is. Uh, how will I put this? Boy, if you think getting Luke Shen is bad, wait till they get Nick Sealer. If you think Shane Gostasbear is bad, wait until they get. You'll be wishing they got Shane Gostasbear when the Oilers go get Nick Sealer. So we're gonna get Nick Sealer, probably. Uh, Jonas Corposalo don't need goalies. Jonathan Druan is actually not that good in my opinion, and is just bad. Jacob Verana, go get Verana if you want Druan. Yeah, fair. All right, good. We are uh, making some hay here on the list. Number thirty-six, Carol Vamelka. Oilers don't need a goalie. Well. Who says no? Campbell for Vimelka. Nick Bukestad coming in at number 37. He is, as our guy, Matt, uh, oh, geez, I almost read the text I got instead of the chat. Tyler Mulek calls him Long Derek Ryan. If you want Nick Bukestad, maybe just go get Nick Benino. Right? But Bukestad is much cheaper. Bukestad is cheaper. So, yeah. Bukestad like bigger, bigger, <laughs> bigger Derek Ryan is not a bad thing. No, it's not. And at 450K, uh, a four, a fourth line that consists of a bunch of variations of Derek Ryan, tall, big, thick, wide. <laughs> D cards. Did Tyler just say we don't need goalies? Well, like we've got to <laughs> make our bed goaltending. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah. And Tyler made his long Derek Ryan comment. 450K. Sure. The thing that we're maybe Holland and Woodcroft will need to communicate. And I'm sure they will is. Does Jay Woodcroft want to go 11 and seven for the entire playoff run? Is that something he envisions himself doing? Probably. Cause that changes, right? Like you don't need Nick Bukestad if you're going 11 and seven for a whole playoff run. 
maybe as a depth ad, if he costs you a fourth or fifth round pick, sure. He's Derek Broussard. Is he an upgrade on Yanmark? No. So there you go. Uh, Connor Garland, too expensive. The Kings are looking to trade Sean Walker and Matt Roy, probably so they can squeeze in Jacob Chikrin. Probably not to us either. Nils Hoglander is going to a rebuilding team, not a contender, because I don't think he helps you in a playoff run this year. There we go. We're through 40 names. Someone said, boy, this list is long. You're damn right it is. (laughs) Lars Eller, yes. Lars Eller is part of a Dmitry Orlov package? Yes, that would be, I would love Lars Eller. I am worried that he doesn't have enough in the tank. (sighs) Fair, but... Man, just uh, like veteran smart has yeah. won. Like, like if he's your third line center, like not bad. I might take Connor Sherry instead of a Lazella. If, if you got like an Olaf and they're like, hey, you can have Connor Sherry is tiny. Yeah, he's small. but he's also won two Stanley Cups. He'd be one point yeah, five on, million. On, yeah, take it off. on Sidney Crosby's team. Yes. Well, we have Connor McDavid. Perfect. Lars Eller won with Ovechkin, who's like a good scorer, and that's it. Calvi and Bomber. I assume this stream ends sometime in the third period tonight. Yeah. Don't worry. No, we're almost done. Well, that's what I would say. You're so long-winded about everyone. I'm just like, move on. But but the guys you're passionate about, you want to talk about. I get it. Lars Eller. You love Calfoot. No, I don't. I don't care about Calfoot. Don't care about Cam Talbot right now. Although we love him. Uh, Colin White doesn't do anything. Will Borgen doesn't do anything. But the Lars Eller thing to me, yes. Eller at 3.5 or Benino at 2 mil? Which one's easier to get? <sighs> Benino I'd, at 2 is easier yeah, to get. Yeah, but I'd want Lars Eller is better than Nick Benino. You think? Yes. I'll, I'll side with you on that one. Sure. Yeah, Lars Eller would be a guy who probably just makes you tougher to play like, against. He, like, like, yeah, there's, there, there's like offensive upside to him and just real responsible he, bottom six guy too. He's struggled to score this year. I know. But like she, the caps suck. Like it's, he's got seven it's goals. Like, it's like, like Patty Kane sucks, but like remove the last two games. Like yeah, it's, the goals. team sucks around him. Benino's outscored Eller this year. That's fine. Yeah. Benino last year had 16 goals in 80 games year before that 10 and 55 and Eller the last couple of seasons was 13 goals in 72 and eight and 44. So Benino has been consistently scoring a little bit more than Lars Eller playing on a San Jose team that doesn't score a lot either. Uh, all right. We're on our last group of five here, Aaron fire those. Uh, oh boy. Who do we got? Are we, are we, we are right winger Taylor Radish of the Chicago Blackhawks. This guy is scoring a lot this year. Um, he's a guy who I thought was not having as good of a year as he is quite honestly, a couple weeks ago, um, 758 K if the Hawks, for another year after this, yeah, too? for another year, if the Hawks yeah. were willing to keep half, I think I would give up something decent for him a second. I think so. Yeah. Just from the perspective of like having an asset like that at dirt cheap next season would help the Oilers so, so much. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's that's a this year and a next year thing. Yeah. I'm he, not opposed to it. He's a better scoring Sam Lafferty who won't help you on the PK as much as my read on him. I think, yeah. I think if I'm reading things right. So yeah. uh, Jack Roslovic at 47, super expensive. Dmitry Kulikov at 48. I would take him over a lot of other guys on this list. Lump Radko Gudis in that conversation, Radko Gudis in that conversation as well. I would take a lot of guy, uh, those two over some other names we've talked about. Like Kulikov probably calms you down and helps your issues more than Goss, ad. more than Goss. Like it has to be a secondary ad to the first defensive ad. Or you spent so much on forwards that you have to check down on D and get Kulikov or Gudis. Which? Yep. Okay. I'll agree. The last name on Frank's list is Sean Monahan, who is expensive. 
6.375 million. You'd have to get it retained twice. <laughs> yeah. He is always injured. Yeah, no. But the idea Why are we even going? Wait, wait, wait. The idea of him scoring big goals for us in a playoff series in the same year the Flames paid a first round pick to get rid of him is a narrative I would like to see play out. You know, I do love the BOA chaos <laughs> it does create. I do agree with that, but I just like where there is other fish in the sea at the moment. Fair enough. Uh, Chris says, let's do a top 100. Aaron, fire up 51. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? We just kept going and get through like 300 players in the league. Don't stop. Uh, all right. We are running late today. It's a Sherwood Ford Giant game day. So let's get to our... Yeah, we haven't done the betting yet. <laughs> Wait, we haven't even done our keys to victory yet. Keys to victory for our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. I am going to step right up here and say... You need to get scoring chances. You need to be able to adapt in the offensive zone. Read what the Penguins are giving you. Find a way to get through it. You did not do that against Pittsburgh. This Penguins team, or sorry, against Philly, this Penguins team is better than Philly. Yeah. You need to get through and generate quality, quality scoring chances. That's the McDavid line. That's through whoever's playing on the fourth line tonight. You need to be hard to play against in the offensive zone because we just didn't see that against Philly. Show me you got it. And also... Play desperate is my second one because this is a team fighting for their playoff lives. You, to some extent, are as well. Play desperate, get good scoring chances. I like the play desperate mantra because we do have to come in and play desperate. We we have to have our road legs. We have to show up on time and, like I said, skate these guys into the ground and create chances because they've lost three in a row. They're fighting for a playoff spot, so they're going to be hungry. Mm. We just have to be hungry. Skip lunch. Uh, we're going to get to Liam. We're going to get to Liam. But first, if you're watching on the Nation Network YouTube, hammer the like button because we are almost at 100 likes on the show. Liam, your key to victory, Oilers pens. My key to victory. I'd like to see them dictate the game a little bit more and not get sucked into whatever Pittsburgh want to do. And also, yeah. don't make mistakes that lead to goals. I know that sounds very obvious. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, <laughs> they're blatant mistakes. I know, so, yeah, stop so those. Obvious. Yeah. Gaff. So both of them last game were from errors. So, yeah, make it easy on uh, Papa Stu tonight. Make it easy on Papa Stu. Someone said the key to victory is Stuart Skinner scoring. Maynard says it's a Josh Archibald revenge game. Oh, no. Tyson predicts a 6 nothing victory. And we still haven't hit 100 likes. So please hammer that like button. Uh, all right, let's get to our Betway bets for this evening. Give us that graphic. Let's see the standings. Everyone was wrong again last game. Everyone gets a loss. Everyone drops a unit. Oh, I got it right. I was oh, you so mean- close. Huge hit that post oh, at the yeah. end. That oh, yeah. would have gotten me the minus two and a half. Yeah. And I was, oh. I, I actually bet the minus two and a half with you. Oh, I love it. But I did, I did a really sneaky live bet last game where when they were down heading into the third, I live bet them to win. And then also it was like a little insurance hedge. I did get plus 120 on the third period to be the Oilers' highest scoring of the game. Oh, that's So smart. I nailed them both because I was like, oh, if they tie it up or, and take the lead or whatever, I was just like, oh, the empty netter could maybe help me get that bet too. Yeah. But anyways, it ended up working out for me. Tonight, I am eyeing up Zach Hyman and Leon Dreisaitl to each get four shots because this bad boy is paying out plus 400, and I love that payout. Leon Dreisaitl missed it last game, but was starting to rip the puck a ton. Zach Hyman has Chasing the juice. I am. For once, I'm chasing the juice. Zach Hyman hasn't done this for a while, but I think it's a good bounce back spot for both of these guys. Rip pucks on net. All you need is four shots, and I'm getting plus 400. I'm in on that bad boy. Liam, what do you like? Dreisaitl goal. Okay. 
So no one's cheering for the Oilers to win, I see. Uh, but <laughs> Dry out a goal. Any reason or you're just throwing a dart at a dartboard here? Because he can score lots of goals and he has four and four straight. Five straight. Five straight. He's heating up. Jay? Smoking. Well, I go into Betway to look and peruse what my options are for the game. Mm-hmm. And they just have this beautiful boost where it's Oilers money line and Connor to score at 3.5 to 1. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I win that. That'll, that'll make a dent in the old negative unit tally. <laughs> it would bring you... Uh, like, I'm chasing close. it. Like, it's, like, it's you're, so yeah, you're funny. You it's, need a heater. Well... I and I, I I I'm the I'm the optimist. I'm always have Oilers to win with my bets. Yeah. And just so happens they decide to blow leads and lose shootouts while we start this <laughs> new segment. So it's been a grind, but at some mm-hmm. point I'm gonna start popping off climbing <laughs> out of here. Some point. Like <laughs> you're due to get oh, something, man. right? You, but you like, can guarantee they'll win tonight. But when the Oilers going to roll, like I will roll. You're gonna be up that with us. <laughs> I'm gonna roll. But they're not winning right now. I know they won last game, but I needed them to win by three. Fair enough. They should have against Philly. Betway 19 plus, please play responsibly. Uh, the Sports Closet Studio, you can be of any age to go hit them up. Short Park Mall, St. Albert Mall, Kingsway Mall as well. It's a Short for Giant Game Day edition. Get your uh, Gossesbury jersey there. Yes. Order today. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't that be something? Hope you all enjoyed our very all extensive it's breakdown. Happening. It's happening. Yeah. We're going to get Gossesbury. We almost had a thousand different people pop into the show at different points. Oh, amazing. Today. Well, thank you for putting up with this marathon wow it's wow it's been an hour yeah we almost did a yeah. full hour long stream we got a new episode of real life coming up this afternoon the content never stops it's deadline season dailyfaceoff.com oilersnation.com if you just always have those two windows open you won't miss anything you'll be covered on the oilers and the entire nhl could patty kane be dealt by tomorrow's show i don't know could the oilers have a two-game winning streak by tomorrow's show i hope he doesn't become a ranger i hope he doesn't become a ranger hopefully enjoy the game tonight everybody we'll chat friday noon mountain time Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.